right, y'all, we are back with your Week 8 edition of CFP as we um, have now started a downhill trek to the end of the regular season and into the playoffs. A lot happened this week. Um, We had almost a league-setting high score uh, fell just uh, seven points short. We'll get to that in a little bit. We have a new number one. We have our first 1-2 matchup this season coming up next week. A um, couple trades. Uh, we had a lot of movement in the polls. Uh, teams going up or down more than two spots. We had our first, uh, or one of our undefeateds, our last three undefeateds fall officially. So we got a lot to get to today. Um, let's start with... An absolute blasting that Ole Miss put on Tennessee. Uh, there was a hot minute where we really did think that uh, this would be your new league high score, um, but it ended up finishing second, which is still when you consider this league's on our uh, what fifth season. Not too often that something like this happens, and that was done by Ole Miss trade god uh went from tanking last week to literally like the highest scoring game we've ever had so uh here is the team that provided that 241.8 point beatdown tua tua has been phenomenal by the way um i was definitely not in on that uh credit to um sdsu actually in bracket league he traded I traded a him to a for Trey Lance this was in the offseason I thought I murdered him and clearly egg on my face uh, so to a 39 Deonta Foreman who he just acquired in a trade 31.8 Derek Henry 35.8 Alvin Kamara 42.8 Romander Stevenson the other piece in that trade 21.3 DeAndre Hopkins 33.9 Cooper Cup 22.9 Mike Isicki if there is a weak spot only 14 points from his tight end that's an incredible week okay um, there's no nothing you can really say about that uh, Hopkins has been incredible since he's come back uh, you know Stevenson's been incredible this season Kamara you know since he came back from that injury has been rock solid if that's the foreman you know even if it's not the full if this is we get 75 percent of what we saw this week from foreman the rest of the way there's no question all respect to sdsu there's no question trey god's the clear favorite to win the title because with hopkins and in, in cup with hopkins getting the volume he is we already know what cup is he's got kamara and derrick henry's is you know rock solid RB1s. If Ramondre and Deonta do what they're doing and he starts to get a little bit more production, he gets a healthy Darren Waller, uh, Gerald Everett. He's got, you know, his bench. He had 150 points on the bench. There's not a lot of teams in this league that even scored 150 points this week. He had Aaron Jones on his bench. Brandon Ayuk scored 20 points on the bench. So, um, yeah, that's a scary sight for the Prem and 
you, you know, look, I think my team's one of the best five teams in the league, and even I'm like, hmm, if that is a trend and this continues, maybe, maybe you just kind of sell, and maybe you get lucky, but you don't want to position yourself all in like I currently feel like I am. So, um, hats off to Trey God. That was an incredible week. So that was our high score. Uh, the next closest, I don't even think broke two hundred. So. Uh, let's just take a look real quick. Yeah, the next highest was 192.6 by SDSU. So, yeah. Wild. I was actually in a, another league where I played Kamara. I was playing against Kamara, Pollard, and Henry, I think. And I got, the second I saw those three running backs, I was like, no, nah, I'm not even going to look at the rest of this score. Um... All right, let's get to our um, new number one real quick. No, you know what? We'll go. We'll go. We, we'll just do the full recap of the week. Our game of the week this week um, was Rhode Island at, at in Oregon State. Oregon State was one of the last three remaining unbeaten's. He fell to Rhode Island. That was a massive win, not only for the drama of the Group of Five, but for Rhode Island and just. I don't know. Now we have something to keep our eyes on. Unfortunately, it's at the expense of Oregon State again uh, in the group of five. So Rhode Island, uh, 164.7 to 158.3. So Oregon State falls to 7-1. Rhode Island goes to 6-2. and two. Uh, He's won five of six since dropping his first game of the season. And if you guys remember, I was like, yep, I'd be a little concerned if I'm Rhode Island. And he's pretty much uh, put that to bed. But I think that this gives hope, even though Cal lost this week. Um, you know, Michigan has won three in a row. These five and three teams now have a little bit of hope, and that's really comes down to how the tiebreakers come. It's just an overall average of how you played when teams were tied with your same record. So you know, if Oregon State falls to Delta State, I don't think that's that much of a stretch to say, given the way Delta State's roster is put together. Now he's seven and two. Uh, oh, it's not yet, but like now he has two losses. Let's just start with that. Well, now Rhode Island would have the tiebreaker if he were to win out, and he would have the automatic promotion spot. But then, if either one of them falls one more game, now that brings Cal and Michigan into the mix. All respect to Auburn, that five and three is smoke and mirrors. I don't think that's going to stand. Um, Challen, I think, is, a lot, is too far back. I, I think you know four losses is too far back. You'll be in the playoffs. If you're a guy like Challen, you can't get automatic promotion. But now, I mean, look, now there's some real drama. Now, if Oregon State goes and beats Delta State, you know, I I, I think Rhode, I think Rhode Island, Cal, Michigan, these teams are rooting now for Delta State to just run the table and finish undefeated. That's what that's how I'd be thinking if I were them. Don't don't mess around with letting Delta Oregon State beat Delta State, and then really now you're really chasing because you already lost the tiebreaker to to some of them. Uh, most of you have lost to Delta State already. So, I don't know. That's just my take on it. Uh, but that lived up to the billing. That was a close game. Um, overall, scoring seemed to be higher again this week, uh, which is good. We've had so many down weeks that uh, it was nice to see players and actually or teams score a lot of points. Um, closest game. Now just now we'll just run through the rest of the teams. Well, closest game was uh, was myself. Florida State and Ball State, he lost by 1.7. So it was 167.6 to 165.9. 
if Tyler, I don't know how many people were still awake for this because that game was awful on Monday night. Uh, last throw, really last throw. It was the last throw for the Bengals, actually, uh, uh, because they never got the ball back. Last throw goes to Tyler Boyd. The defender breaks it up. If Tyler Boyd catches that, I lose. It was like a 15-yard pass. So uh, thank you to the Cincinnati defender, whoever you are uh, out there. I appreciate you. That's a tough one for Ball State. Um, not, you know, look, I'm not going to apologize for beating him, but he drops to 1-7, and seven, and his team really, in my opinion, is better than Florida, clearly, better than Troy, clearly, better than Tennessee. I honestly think they're better. he's better than TCU, and he's definitely better than Mississippi State. But his record, he sits three games behind Mississippi State, TCU, two games behind Tennessee, and I believe Tennessee has a tiebreaker. I could be wrong on that. I'm not going to look it up. But uh, that's a toughie uh, for old Ball State. Uh, but he does have a relatively easy schedule coming up. So I think, you know, if he can just, you know, he's got Troy this week, right? You start with that. See what happens. I think I think Tennessee is the one that should be nervous a little bit. Uh, I think Tennessee may have pulled the plug a little, like one week too early. So we'll see. Uh, Tennessee's actually got an intriguing matchup against Penn State, who has not been playing well. His team's not been doing well lately. So, um, you yeah, know, I think Tennessee's magic number. I think the safe your safety number is five. I think if you get to five wins, you're safe. So, uh, Mississippi State be one away from that number. TCU's one way from that number. Tennessee's two wins away from the number. Let's bookmark that. My guess is if you have there, will, if you get to five, you were safe. Like we'll look back later on. I think that'll be the number. All right, let's go to the rest of the. Uh, Scores here, Penn State whoops up on TCU. Speaking of Penn State, who's been struggling. 178.1 to 88.4. TCU, yikes. That's a brutal output. Um, Mississippi State, without a quarterback, beats Florida 112 to 98.2. SDSU, 192.6 uh, over Louisville, uh, 141.2. SDSU, far and away, has been the best team in the last five weeks of this fantasy season. So... Um, and he's your new number one. We'll get to that. It's well-deserved. Duke beats Troy, 138-100. to Michigan beats Miami, 166.3 to 91.3. Michigan's won three in a row. I think, look, if I'm a team in the group of five playoffs, that's the team that scares me because he's got a boatload of picks. Um, He's got pretty good contracts if he wanted to sell. Like, that's a team that can get really good really quickly and you can't do anything about it. It's a lot like Penn State's run for the Nash, for the Natty in, two years ago, three years ago, whatever it was at this point. That's what he did. And I think Michigan can if he chooses to. Uh, Delta State demolishes Clemson 175.7 91.3. Auburn beats Liberty 145.2. Uh, UCF beats Wisconsin. That was a big game for Wisconsin in the sense, kind of like the Panthers and Vols in the chat, like you needed to lose that. He did. So good for him. The other big game this week was Chowan and Cal. Chowan did get the win. He had to have that. Really, both teams had to have that. We spoke about it in the last pod, but Chowan really kind of needed that. Uh, 184.6 to 156. So uh, Chowan uh, still is out outside the playoffs right now, but I think he's totally fine. Like, I don't think Auburn's going to stick here. So I think I think your playoff teams are really just – you can basically bank on who's in the playoffs at this point in both leagues. Um, so we'll see if it plays out that way. I'm sure it will, barring massive injuries. 
the only there weren't really many upsets to be honest. The, the you know the one from our game of the week, Rhode Island over Oregon State. That was that was pretty much the biggest. That was really the only upset we had. I guess Challen over Cal, but again, I mean both of those teams are really good. So I, I wouldn't. Uh, you know, it was pretty straightforward this this season. So or this this week. Uh, let's see what else. I had some notes here. Um, what else we got? Where's some of this stuff here? Um, oh yeah, let's just go over uh some random stats I got. The there's a there's a projected standings or projected final record here on this website that I just happen to browse. Um, I just think it's interesting. Just rattle off just eating time uh i'll go over the top 12 teams for you know or top six in each league and so basically what they think the playoffs will be based on projections okay they have uh myself finishing as the one seed in the prem 12 and 2 south dakota state finishing 11 and 3 so that would project this one two by weeks the third team is ole miss at nine and five it's projected final record uh, Duke being the four seed at nine and five, Louisville being the five seed at uh, eight and six, and Penn State be- <clears throat> can't talk getting in as the six seed at seven and seven. Um, interesting. For the group of five, Delta State twelve and two projected final record. Uh, Rhode Island ten and four, getting the last automatic promotion. So this this ranking has uh, <laughs> I would feel so bad for Oregon State has him on the outside in on automatic promotion here. Oregon State being the three seed at nine and five, Cal being nine and five as the four seed, Challen being the five seed at eight and six, and Michigan being the six seed at eight and six. And I think those are clearly. To me, I mean, I just alluded to that, the top six teams in the group of five at this point. And look, this record goes to show you, look, I, I didn't make, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to just prove my point here, but if this is true, and this is just computer bullshit, right? This is part of how we do the BCS stuff. Um, that means you're going to have a pretty interesting week 14 for who gets automatic promotion in the group of five. So that that just shows you how big that win for Rhode Island was for everyone in the group of five. So, uh, yeah, that's that. Uh, what else do we want to look at here? Let's go to weekly. Let's go week eight. There's this thing that just pops up. The biggest blowout, I mean, obvious, right? Ole Miss, 111.6. Uh, lowest scoring team, Liberty, 79 points. Yikes. Uh, closest game, we already alluded to that. Uh, UCF was 7-16 and 16 all play this week, but got a W. Got the win. Conversely, Ball State, 16-7 and 7 all play. Took the L. That's a toughie. <laughs> that is a toughie. Uh, top scorer so far through the season is South Dakota State. Um... The biggest blowout we've had this year was from Rhode Island, winning by 121.5. So uh, almost almost got there. Did not quite. Um, let's see. Lowest score points this season? Florida, 58 points, week one. <laughs> um, let's see. Ah, here's one. It says this is a lucky run is what they're calling this. Mississippi State is 4-4 four and four on the season. 
yet they only have an all-play record of uh, where they win 28% of their games. So they're winning 50% of the record officially while only being a 28% uh, winner in all-play. Chowan, we've alluded to this in the last pod, 76% all-play percentage, uh, 76.1, but yet is 4-4. Four and four. So there's your tale to two sides there. Um, yeah, so that's that. Just fun, fun little facts on this website. Figured I'd share. Let's talk about the ranking. Well, I'm not going to talk about rankings 1 through 24. You already saw them. Uh, obviously, congrats to SCSU. He is our third number one team so far. Uh, this season it had been rotating door between Delta State, Florida State, and now SDSU puts himself in the mix, and it is well-deserved. As we already mentioned, he's the highest-scoring team so far this season. Uh, he also has the best all-play record uh, in the league. He has the most – well, he doesn't have the most bench points. That actually goes to Oregon State. But, um, look, I mean, it. the guy's been killing it lately. So I think that's well-deserved. Um and Florida State falls to two. So, you know, I was surprised actually I was two. I thought Delta State would be two. Uh, Delta State's three, and then you kind of see what the – Ole Miss jumped to four. He hasn't been in the top four in a while, so another well-deserved team to be top four. I did want to mention this. And, and Cal and I have had this conversation on the side. And I'm not trying to say this league's the best league in the world. I know there's flaws in every league, right? But what you can see – Okay, the whole point of these leagues is you can tank and rebuild quicker than any other dynasty league. I know this technically isn't full dynasty um, league out there. Let's look at the teams that tanked, okay, last year. Delta State, number one in the group of five. Oregon State technically shouldn't be in the group of five, but they are. So, But he was already an established team. He's number two. Rhode Island tanked, sitting at third overall in the group of five. Cal tanked, sitting at four overall in the group of five. Michigan tanked, sitting at five overall in the group of five. Um, so I'm just look. I'm just trying to say that, like, if you push your chips all in, SDSU, for example, um, or Challen, like you can have success. The teams that are stuck in the middle, Louisville, TCU, Penn State. Um, I mean, Ball State, to be honest, Auburn, Clemson. They push. They have not done anything. They haven't picked a side, and they're just going to be stuck in the middle. And nobody wants. I mean, that's that's actually the the only way you can be bad in this league is be stuck in the middle. You either push your chips all in, you you know, with your existing picks. If you're a good team and you continue to sell your future picks, but you start to you start to leverage your future a little bit, but you're rewarded. SDSU, Oregon State, myself, Ole Miss, or you tank, sit out a year, sit out just one singular year, and boom, you're back. I just think that you know these. That's why these leagues to me are incredible. Now, if you're in the prem and you tank, there's a penalty for that, and that's what you see. Cal had to experience that. Michigan experienced that. So, look, there is a penalty for that, but. If you're in the group of five and you're not tanking and you're out of the playoffs, you're just you're wasting your money. You're you're giving us fifty free dollars every week. Um all right, let's go through the rest of the games here. 
I already kind of mentioned this. Uh, you know what? I'll go back to the rankings real quick. Uh, so just a quick summary of who moved up or down more than two spots. Cal moved down two spots. Duke moved down two spots. TCU went down two spots. The teams that went up, UCF up two spots. Ole Miss up two spots. The biggest riser this week was Chowan up three spots. This, um... Yeah, I'm gonna save. I'm gonna save what's coming up this week for last. Uh, we're gonna talk the high scoring players at each position this week, real quick. I'm going a little long today, but I don't know what else you got going on. Uh, quarterback top three: Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa, Tagovailoa. I've butchered that name every single time. Uh, Kyler Murray. That's your top three quarterbacks. Running backs: Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry. So. Really, no surprises there. I mean, that's like the guys you expect to be good every week. Wide receiver, no surprises here. A.J. Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill. Uh, tight end, this is where it gets pretty gross. Uh, Tyler Conklin was your number one scoring tight end this week. Uh, Isaiah Likely was your number two. And Kyle Pitts, finally, thank God you exist. I honestly did not think that you still played football, number three. Uh, top rookies this week was uh, Isaiah Likely. Tyler Algier was two. Garrett Wilson was three, Romeo Dobbs was four, and um, Greg Dolchich, is his name Greg? I forget. Uh, anyway, Dolchich, the tight end of Denver. Uh, he was five. So those are your top scoring players uh, f- at their respective positions or rookie class. Um, trades this week? I don't know if I should include the trade that just happened. Secondly, I'm doing this pod after the week, but I'll just throw it in there anyway. Um just pull it back up here so I can get the other trades. There were three trades if I count the one that I just did. Let's start with the first one. It was Florida State giving up Marquise Goodwin to Chowan for 18 bid dollars. So that is a useless trade no one cares about. Uh, UCF gives up a four-year Allen Robinson for a 2023-3. So, you know, the Louisville's trying to push his chips in. So eh, he's Dipped his toe in the water, I guess. He moved a third rounder. Big deal. Um, and UCF, I think, is waving the white flag at this point. I'm surprised. He, I mean, I've tried, knocked on the door about mixing in, in Andrews, and he ain't selling until the deadline, which, look, that can work for you or it can work against you. Well, that's for another day. Uh, and then the you know, the trade that uh, I lost 10 nothing according to the poll, uh, I gave up – Two-year Tom Brady, four-year Leonard Fournette, one-year Romeo Dobbs. I didn't. I, we fought over this Dobbs one. Th- that was a back and forth her he and I had, but had to do what I had to do. Uh, 2023 third, and, uh, which is Wisconsin's. That'll be early. Uh, and Challenge fifth. In return, I get one year, or really seven games, of Patrick Mahomes and seven games of Josh Jacobs and... Michael Hasty, he just tossed him because he was over the contracts. So I'll probably just drop his ass. So yeah, that was a trade. Look, you know, not every day that uh, I make the big trade, but uh, and then talk about it. But for me, right, I can't speak to challenge, but for me, it's like every week I'm only taking 20, 25 points. I'm like, my quarterback's been disappointed. Justin Herbert, let's just call it what it is. He's not been good. Okay, uh, part of that's due to his receivers' injuries, but also, man, I hate their OC. I'll get that for another day. Uh, Leonard Fournette. The way I'm justifying this in my own head, I know he's a four-year Leonard Fournette. He's probably going to play two years, okay, or or two years at a quality level. I'm trying to push my chips all in. I I need, you know, someone that's been a little bit more stable 
popping off for big weeks. Josh Jacobs had three games over 30 points. I need something. I have too many floor guys on my roster. But Patrick Mahomes, that was the big one. I My opponents here are getting 35 to 40 points out of their quarterback every week. I don't want to start 15 to 20 points behind them every single week. So I had to go overpay and address an issue. I got one more issue I need to address, but that's for a different subject. I'm not going to bring it up. So that's the trades. Um, all right, let's go to this week, the big one, SDSU. Number one SDSU against number two FSU. SDSU kind of has to win this game if he wants to guarantee a buy. I think if he wins this game, he's pretty much guaranteed a buy. Um, no offense to Duke. And we'll get to Duke because he's the other big game. I kind of have Duke at minimum losing one more game. So I can see SDSU running the table. I could see myself running the table, even losing to SDSU. So if that happens, let's just say my projections are right. I, I that would get, if he beats me, it would probably give him a two game lead over everyone else. And he has the tiebreaker over myself. And for me, if I win, I basically have locked up a bye. I mean, it just, let's just call it what it is. It's just, I'll have a two game lead on everyone. And I'd have the tiebreaker on everyone. The only one who I haven't played yet, is Ole Miss, but he'd be three games behind me at that point. Even if he beats me now, it's a two-game lead. I mean, not to sound arrogant. Like, I'm not going to lose three times to this Premier League, this Premier League's ass, outside of, like, four teams. So, you know, I, I think, look, I, you know, I, I'm going to get pretty lucky here. SGSU's missing, like, seven guys, I think he's, he said in the chat, like, six guys, and both of us are missing you know, the guy who I am missing, he also has. So it kind of negates the loss for me. Um, so, look, if I don't win this game, that's just right on the walls. SDSU is like, <laughs> it's just far and away the better team. Which, you know, if we're playing in the playoffs right now, I would be picking him. Um, and more stats to kind of back that up. SDSU, if we played every week this week, or every week this year, he'd be 5-3 and three against me even though I'm 8-0 and he's 7-1. and So that's the big one. That's the college game day, clearly. Um, the other top 10 matchup features Duke and Ole Miss. And Duke, I know, has circled that one on the calendar. I think he's even brought this up as well in the chat. I know he brought up my game, but I also know for sure he wants this one over Ole Miss. This is also a big game from for both teams. Um Look, if Duke wins, he gives himself – he keeps – the lifeline alive to get a first round by. And actually if I beat SDSU and he wins, I believe he beat SDSU week one or week two. I think he's, I don't know what week it was. I think Duke did beat him. So technically he would actually jump up to the two spot based on the tiebreakers. If he loses, I think he drops to like the five seed. Um, Duke's in the playoffs. Okay. If Mississippi state sitting as the six seed, which is disgusting, Duke's in the playoffs, right? Your top five right now are all in the playoffs. It's just a matter of who's going to be the sixth seed between all those other meth heads. Um, but Ole Miss needs this if he wants a chance to get a bye. Because what Ole Miss should be, I'm not saying he will, um, what Ole Miss should be rooting for is for me to beat SDSU. He takes care of business versus Duke. And now, uh, I'm just going to check when they played. Let's see, when did they play Ole Miss? 
He lost to South Dakota State. Does he have South Dakota State left? Uh, yeah, he does not, actually. So, you know what? I'm going to switch my tune here. I think Ole Miss should be rooting for South Dakota State to beat me. And then, because Ole Miss still has me on his schedule next week, so or the following week, so week 10. So then he could beat me there. Now he's only one game back, and he'd have the tiebreaker. I don't know. Almost can do whatever the hell he wants. I think the big what we're getting out of this, or what I think what get what I get out of this, man, you do not want to be the two seed. Like if you're gonna have the bye, you want to be the one seed because you do not want to see Ole Miss. I'm assuming here he's gonna be the three seed when it's all said and done. If he's not the two seed, um, that that two three matchup. I mean, I think the three teams: Florida State, no offense, Duke, no offense, Louisville. I don't think anyone else in the Premier even thinks they have a pulse. Um, I think far and away the three best teams are SDSU, Ole Miss, and myself. So you don't want to be in the semifinal that features one of those two teams. You only want to have to beat one of them, which will be in the final. So that's why I went and made my moves this week. I, I'm putting this game as the most important game for me, SDSU, because I want to lock up the one seed and let, hopefully, if it all plays out, and this could backfire because if Ole Miss ends up as the four or five seed, then I'm fucked because I'm gonna get him. <laughs> I'm gonna get him in the semis. Um, my thought process is I, I want to make sure I only have to play one of them, not both of them, when it comes to time of the playoffs. Call that cowardly? I don't care. I think that's just I ah, Can't talk strategy. Um, for the record, the season series between these two would be sitting at six and two in favor of Ole Miss if they played every week. The only intriguing game, and by the way, there I looked. I tried to find an intriguing game outside of those two, and there really isn't. It's either good team against tank team. The only other game I could find that is remotely attractive on the surface is Delta State versus Auburn, and that's because they're two playoff teams. Really, that's it. I mean, Auburn's not even a top 12 team. Uh, so, you know, look, you know, Delta State, I'm pretty sure she's going to roast them. Um He's averaging 33 more points a game than Auburn. So, I mean, let's just call it what it is. It's just, you know, it'd take a career game for Auburn to win. And even if he does, I mean, that doesn't do much for Auburn anyway. So, anyway, I mean, go look at the schedule. The rest of the games are all ass. All ass. Uh, all right, so that's it. I went a little long today. Uh, hopefully you guys don't get too upset about that. Uh, I don't think I missed anything. So uh, that's it. Y'all have a good day. Stay humble, y'all.